0: Hi everyone and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today we are joined by Brian Brockway and Robert Hamlin. Brian is President and CEO of VivaQuant, a company which provides comprehensive and cost-effective ECG analysis services for the evaluation of arrhythmias in clinical and preclinical research studies. Robert is a professor at Ohio State University and scientific director of QTest Labs. They are here to discuss the history of wireless monitoring technology as applied in preclinical physiology, drug discovery, safety pharmacology, and toxicology applications. Let's jump in. We had
1: a question. Basically paraphrases. What is the most Im- important physiological measurement, in your opinion, that needs to be added uh, to safety testing beyond QTC? You know, very fitting to your your what your finishing point there. If you were to take one, what you know, what would that be?
2: Since the reason we have hearts is to move blood, I believe the most important parameter would be cardiac output. Now, remember, just because a cardiac output is good doesn't mean the situation is good because it may be very expensive for you to produce that cardiac output. But cardiac output is enormously important.
1: Okay. Thank you. And then for uh, Brian, we've got uh, basically a couple questions came in and I'm going to do my best to group them together. The question basically is with the various implants and the technologies that you know are available on the market, what type of you know caveats or concerns would a scientist need to consider in planning an exercise and uh, metabolic function application? So I think the question is trying to get at also what you mentioned about animals freely moving being very active, uh, not just conscious.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is something that Bob may want to comment on because there's a lot of physiology involved with that as well. But you know, if oxygen consumption obviously can provide some indication of, of metabolism, I know Bob. Bob, what are your thoughts on on the types of measurements that you would uh, like to see along those lines?
2: Well. I- Again, I'm, I'm obsessed, but I think for a good reason, with energetics. I mean, anything you can do to provide information on the balance between oxygen delivery and oxygen demand is critical. Again, because we know that people who get uh, heart, heart transplants are commonly people who have been given adenoplastics uh, when they're kids. And maybe two decades later, or at least one decade later, they start getting into trouble. And that's because of energetic imbalance, principally. The other issue that, that people forget, and I'm sure glad you brought this up, is lusitropy, ease of filling. It, sh- it might surprise people to know that morbidity and mortality from heart failure stems 50% from redu- from inability to generate a forceful contraction and 50% from inability to fill properly. So it's not fair to not look at both inotropy and lucitropy, and those those parameters can be inferred from high-fidelity ventricular pressure curves, and of course, we now have those available from data science, and they're extremely important to predict those parameters, which translate to morbidity and mortality.
1: Very good. Another question, uh, perhaps it will, our last one here, in the interest of time, going back to the new sensors that you mentioned, Brian, specifically relating to chemfets, we've got a question whether this would relate to clinical chemistry. So examples would be liver enzymes, creatinine levels, things of this nature. Is it a possibility that these quote-unquote chemfets will be you know, applicable to this type of science?
3: I, you know, I, I'm i not an, an expert in ChemFETS, but my understanding is that with ChemFETS and some of the other new sensor technology that has come along in the last few years, that you can virtually design those to measure just about any type of chemical entity or molecule in the blood and and then it's a matter of keeping the sensor patent so that you can take those measurements over a period of time without interference from fibrotic tissue growth yeah I, I, I would say that that there will be a day that if there if there's enough need for something like that that those sensors will be become available